Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. All right, so let's get back to our business. And joining me right now is Shail Ben Ephraim. He's a freelance writer and editor living in Hollywood. He's also a liberal Zionist and he joins us now. Good morning and thank you so much for joining us at this time. What time sure. is it there? Pleasure to be here. What time is it there? Uh, it's 8.53 in L.A., 8.53 p.m. Okay, so you're actually almost a full day behind us. Certainly do. A full day, <laughs> including uh, voting in the Senate and the uh, House and, uh, yeah. What's, what's the feeling in the United States, you know, regarding Israel? I mean, are people talking about it? Is it, is it for, you know... Is it in the top of their minds, or is nobody really thinking about it because the United States has its own problems? I would say that right now it's the number one issue in the United States. Across the board? I think it's not, it's not even close. Um, I was just watching the Republican debate, and after the Republican debate, all they were talking about was anti-Semitism and Hamas and denial of rape and... I was I was really shocked. I'd never seen Israel feature that prominently in a debate and in post-debate analysis. Uh, the uh, the issue really is the extreme left's reaction to it has maybe become the main issue alongside the war. So it's become kind of a domestic issue, uh, and I think that's one of the reasons it's really become the the top issue uh, in the country. And people are even talking about how it'll sway the elections. I don't think it will because the elections are a year out, but right now it seems like the top issue. When you say, you know, about the extreme left reaction, unpack that for me a little bit. Well, there's been a lot of demonstrations here. Um, some of the demonstrations have been, I don't have a better term to use, psychotic. Violent. Um, they've been... They've been some have been violent. People have been killed. Right here in L.A., we had we had a, dem- a pro-Israeli demonstrator being killed. Um, someone was was murdered in uh, Detroit that may or may not have been linked, and there have been several other violent incidents. But I don't. I'm not. You know, that's not what's bothered people. The maybe that's probably bothered Jews the most. But that's not what's bothered non-Jews the most. I think what's bothered them the most is seeing how a lot of the rage of these protests has been focused on. Targets that have nothing to do with the war and have nothing to do with Israel, like the Christmas tree ceremony in Rockefeller Center. Um, there have been boycotts on Starbucks. Today, there's been a movement to boycott Taylor Swift, who has never said anything pro-Israeli just because she hasn't said anything anti-Israeli. Um, and there's just this feeling that it's gotten out of, out of control. And they also assaulted the White House a couple weeks ago and and put blood on on the White House, and then. The, 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 what they did in the last few days, which is come out very strongly to try to deny that rapes happened, especially the same people who are part of the Me Too movement, has struck people as as very uh, extreme. So a lot of Democrats are coming out and denouncing this. And the other day also, um, presidents of some of the biggest universities in the United States were in a hearing, hearing related to that uh, the vote yesterday in, in the House, and they said that if students call the genocide Jews, that's not necessarily harassment or against the laws of the universities. Um, all those things have been shocking to mainstream Americans, um, moderate Democrats, and obviously re- Republicans. 
I was, I was definitely very shocked when I saw, I mean, the, the questioning in con- Congress with Vivian Fox. I mean, I think firstly that she was brilliant, the way that she just pursued it and pursued it. I mean, what was your reaction when you saw that? I, I wasn't surprised um, because there's an ideology in the universities that has to do with intersectionality um, and basically what it preaches is that certain people aren't worthy of protection and certain people are. And Jews, because they're considered by this ideology to be white and Israelis are considered to be colonialist, etc., um, they're not worthy of as much protection. The more you are part of an intersectionally oppressed class, according to this ideology, the more sympathy you deserve. Um, so there's not only a question of um, did it actually happen to these people, but even did they deserve it? I don't think these university heads are necessarily um, comfortable saying that, but they know that if they go against that ideology, there's a lot of backlash from a lot of their faculty sure. and a lot of their students. But it's more the students than the faculty. So I, I have a friend who uh, who's at Harvard, and he signed a petition among faculty um, against, you know, the... Um, from the river to the sea kind of anti-Semitism, yes. and he got more faculty members to sign it than the pro-Palestinians did. So it's a little bit more of a student thing than a faculty thing. That's interesting. A few weeks ago, there was that there was that big march. You know, the, the pro-Israel. Um, you know, it was lots of Jews participate. I think it was three hundred thousand. It was it was a huge number, and I looked at that and I just thought, you know, that's very nice. But I is this representative of America in general you know is this reaching people in the Midwest is this me- reaching people in Iowa in Milwaukee in all these different states in in Charlottesville are those people pro Israel too because from what I'm seeing they're actually not like the United States well, has a huge growing neo-nazi problem Well, the polls show consistently yeah. that support for Israel is pretty strong. Okay. Um, in every well, age group. Yeah. The older you get, the more overwhelming it is, which is, of course, a problem, and it's a problem that's been discussed a lot. Over 60s are like 90% pro-Israeli, but then when you get to the 18 to 24 demographic, it's actually about split. And some some polls have the pro-Israeli side with more, some with less. But if you put together all the age groups... And you put together all the race groups, there's a vast majority that, that's pro-Israel. There's very few who say that they're pro-Palestinian. There's very few who say that they approve of what Hamas did. And that, and it doesn't matter if they, we're talking about whites or Latinos or, or black voters. There's a certain kind of um, uh, visibility that the anti-Israeli side has through social media that's also being um, increased strategically by certain actors. TikTok, probably by the Chinese government. Twitter, probably by the Russian government and people who are related to that, um, that make it seem a lot more hopeless than it is. But it's a, it's a form of psychological warfare. Um, ultimately, the average American either doesn't care at all or leans somewhat pro-Israel. Hmm. The, the, uh, the sense is that Hamas is a terrorist organization, and Americans, especially after 9-11, don't support terrorism. Um, it's not as bad as, as it seems in America from, from afar. They're very, it's a very loud minority. Apparently. 
Apparently so. And that is unfortunately where we have to leave. It's been lovely speaking to you. I hope it's not the last time. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, have a wonderful, wonderful day ahead. That is Shail Ben Ephraim. He's a freelance writer and editor living in Hollywood. And he's also a liberal Zionist. What an interesting guy to chat to. And uh, I hope that we get to speak to him again. With that, it is 7 o'clock and here is your news.